Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. Tomorrow, I want to share the conclusion of that piece that I've been reading from in that book, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. But today, I want to just reflect with you on the gospel simply because it is so amazingly rich. We talked about this passage back at the start of the pandemic that we've been living through, the lockdown, the shutdown, the quarantining that we've been doing, this encounter between Jesus and Peter, the first conversation that's recorded in the Gospels post-resurrection, a conversation that Peter had to have been dreading, right? Because only Jesus and Peter know what Peter's done, because none of the apostles were there when Peter denied the Lord around a charcoal fire. So if you can remember back to the beginning of the Easter season when we began this passage, it was actually used in that first week, the octave of Easter. It makes mention, John does, that this conversation happens around a charcoal fire. And there's only other one, one other place in all the Bible where there's a charcoal fire. It's three chapters earlier. It's around a charcoal fire that Peter denies the Lord, even though he had promised him he would die for him, lay down his life for him. And now here he is again around a charcoal fire that Jesus has built. And he's inviting Peter to come close. And so once again, we watch how the Lord handles the fall, the sin of one of his loved ones. And he doesn't condemn Peter. He doesn't beat him up. He doesn't rub his nose in it. He simply asks him if he loves him. So we talked about this a few weeks ago. I don't want to repeat it. Here's what jumps out at me this morning as I pray with the passage. The gospel begins this way. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Let's just linger on that question. What is Jesus asking Simon? And what is he asking me and you? I think perhaps a lot of us, we read that passage or we hear that passage and we hear something like Jesus asking Peter, hey, do you love me more than these guys do? But I don't think that's what Jesus is asking Peter. The these is not James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas. The these are the fish, his boats, his work, his life in many ways. I think that's the question. In other words, Simon, do you love me more than you love everything and everyone else? That's the question. 
And even as he asked that of Peter, so he asked that of me right now and you right now. Do you love me more than you love everyone else and everything else? Am I first? It's often humorous to me when people come to confession, especially after a long time, you know, like those who come to confession, you know, every year at Christmas or every year at Easter, blessed be God, they're coming, right? But it's always, I don't know, somewhere between humorous and scandalous when they begin with something like, you know, bless me, Father, it's been, I don't know, about a year or so, maybe since my last confession. I can't really think of anything significant to confess. Uh, I don't think there's any, you know, deadly sin there. And I'll always ask him, well, how about we just walk through the commandments? Yeah, okay, great. Um, how about the first commandment? Do you love the Lord with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength? Because I find that to be an amazing challenge every single day, pretty much every single hour, to, to really love the Lord with all that I am and all that I have, and to really put him first. That's the question here. And at least for me, and this is where Pentecost really ties in with the gospel today, the answer is, I don't think so, Lord, but I want to. But in order for that to happen, I need some help. I need you to help me to love you as you deserve to be loved. Because on my own, I'm a really selfish man. And I love myself or things you've created or people that you've put into my life more than I will love you. So if you're a parent, here's, here's where the rubber hits the road, huh? It's like the Lord looking at you saying, do you love me more than you love your daughter? Do you love me more than you love your son? Do you love me more than you love your wife or your husband? This, this doesn't mean, do you not love them? That's not what Jesus would ask at all, right? The second commandment is to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, of course, we're, we're commanded to love our children, our sons and daughters, our husbands and wives, our brothers and sisters, friends. That's God, God's not bent out of shape over that. But our lives won't work well if they're out of order. And they're out of order if we love anyone or anything more than him. And in order to do that, to love him first, we need the power of the Spirit. So as we look forward now, just a couple of days away, to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, let's ask the Spirit today, help me to see that God is deserving of my love more than anyone. Help me to love him first, above all, and in, to understand that in doing so, I will then be able to love others in the right way, because my life will be ordered. It will be as it should be. Do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this.